0: And the Bible reads, it says this, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look at your neighbor and say, I need a sign, I need a sign, I need a sign. Will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Let's pray. Father God, we're grateful. God, we're thankful. And we see in this moment, Christ, you be magnified. Even as John said, God, I pray that you might increase, that I might decrease. God, you're here right now. And if you're here, that means peace, joy, purpose, healing. All that we need is in this room right now. This is a divine moment, a collision between heaven and earth. God, have your way. Do what only you can do. Reveal yourself in a new way. And we'll be ever so careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Come on, can somebody say amen and amen and amen? I have a message entitled for you today, read the signs. Read the signs, read the signs. Have you ever heard somebody say that phrase to you or or some idea of, hey, read the signs, read the signs? It's a phrase, it's a colloquialism, it's a thought that we use and basically what we're saying is if you pay attention life will tell you what's going on. We'll say read the signs when it comes to the economy or when it comes to the market or when it comes to the interest rates for example apparently the federal reserve did not raise interest rates for the first time in 2 years and Anybody trying to buy a house said amen, amen. Apparently, that's a sign that maybe they might start dropping interest rates over 2024. They said, hey, you've got to learn how to read the market. They they may say read a sign, especially when it talks to relating with other people. Maybe you're trying to figure out, do I go into business with this person? And you're trying to figure out, are they trustworthy? Is it somebody that I can actually rely on? Maybe you go to your spouse your spouse, and say, hey, what do you think about this? They may say, hey, what signs are they giving you? Or, or kind of what vibe are they giving you? What they're saying is, are they showing you that they're a person of integrity? Are, are, are they showing you signs that they can be trusted? Maybe you're trying to read the signs in a friendship. You're trying to figure out, is this a one-sided friendship? Am I always there for you, and you're never there for me? Maybe you're the friend that's always getting them a Christmas gift, and you show up with a big gift, and they got a little Starbucks gift card, and you're like, one of these things are not like the other. My favorite is when you're trying to read the signs in a romantic relationship. Does she like me? Does she like me? Does she like me? I don't know. Is she looking? Is she looking? I think she's looking... Oh, I told a joke, and she I mean, she laughed and laughed. She has to like me. To- Women, why y'all do that? You know his joke was not that funny, and you just off it. And, <laughs> and it's also confusing when someone's sending mixed signs. You talk to your homies, and you're like, oh, no, no, she's feeling you. She's feeling you, bro. You got that. Talk to your sister, you're like, ah, I don't know if she's that into you. I remember when me and my wife Zai Uh, we're dating before, actually, before we started dating, before we were married, she always complained to this day. She complained, she said, Stephen, you would always send these mixed messages. Like one second I thought you were flirting with me, and then the next second you were rebuking me, and I'm just like, which is it? like for example, one time we were leaving church, and she was one leader of the church,, I, said, "I gotta go get gas in my car, and' like, "Oh, I'll follow you and I'll pump your gas for you because I'm a gentleman, and I'm not going to let a woman pump gas as long as I'm around. I'm not flirting and just being a gentleman." <laughs> So I follow her, and I pump her gas for it, and she goes into her trunk to get something while I'm pumping the gas. And y'all, I have never seen a hoarder's trunk before in my life until this chick's trunk popped open. And I mean, she got bodies in there, she, <laughs> the cat, the dog, the cousin, the aunt. I was like, woman, is your life as in shambles as your trunk is? Because she was so mad. To this day, she still won't forgive me. I maintain her trunk was a wreck. He's like you. Just you're giving me mixed messages. Here's the point: it doesn't matter who you are. You can write this down. We're all looking for a sign. All of us throughout the day. Maybe we need a major sign. A mile. We are all. And, and let me just clear you up on this one. And it's not a bad thing. It's not on God. God speaks through signs. We're not talking about superstition. We're not talking about premonitions. God speaks through signs, and we are all, to some extent, looking for a sign of how we should conduct ourselves. If you remember from the Christmas story, there was royalty that saw a sign and started following that sign. Now, if you've got a little nativity set up on your mantle, you may have three wise men on that nativity. Now, we may or may not know, y'all, there were not three wise men. Where did the three come from? The three came from the three gifts that they brought. They brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and so we said, hey, it must be three. No, it was probably a couple hundred, because in those dangerous times, nobody would have traveled with gold for two years without hundreds of troops around them. It was probably a caravan of people, but they had read a prophecy that when a particular star appears in the sky... That's an indication that a king, that a Messiah was born. And for close to two years, they followed this sign that something that they were looking for was on the end of this sign. We are all in some way looking for a sign. Some of us are looking for a sign for a decision that we need to make in life. Maybe you're trying to figure out in 2024, do I stay at my job or do I find a new one? And you're trying to find a sign. You don't want to ask your boss, are you going to get a promotion? But you you know, you just, oh, so how's next year looking? You know, you're just trying to fish for a sign. Maybe you're trying to figure out if a client is going to renew. You ever been there and you're like, I don't want to ask you to renew just in case you're not going to renew. So what's the plans for the business next year? You're just trying to fish around. You're trying to get a sign. Maybe you're married and you want another child and your spouse does not, and you're kind of looking for the right moment or a sign of this is a good time to bring it up. I preached this last night and this guy said, amen, and this guy said, oh, God, no, (laughs) And I'm like, bro, that ain't your sign. Put it, bring it up later. Maybe you're looking for something a little bit bigger than just a decision to make. Maybe you're looking for a sign of, does anybody care about me? Does anybody see me? Do they only text me when they need something? Does my phone only ring when somebody wants something, but nobody actually cares about Maybe you're looking for a sign that life is going to get better at some point. I I cannot do 2023 over again, God. I, I need to see something different. Maybe it's major, like I need a sign of whether life is worth living. Maybe you came in this morning, I need a sign of whether I should keep this baby or not. Hey, this is your sign. God sees you and he knows you is a plan for your life. Maybe some of us it's bigger than that. Maybe we're looking for a sign from God. God, if you care, can you do something about this situation? God, if you're as good as they say you are, I I should see your hand in my life at some point. Or maybe it's even to the point where you're like, God, I need a sign that you're real. I mean, I was raised in church. My mama taught me to pray. My daddy taught me that you're real, but but that was their faith. I can't really say for myself that I've seen God for myself. I, I, I need a sign, God, that, that you're And by the way, I can't reiterate this enough. If you're the type of person who's looking for a sign, which I'd like to submit we all are, it's not a bad thing. Is it all right if I don't only preach the Christmas story on Christmas Sunday? I'm, can I leave the Christmas story for 30? I'll come right back, I promise. Mary and Joseph ain't going nowhere. But in Luke chapter 16, there, there's a passage that I really like about a sign, and, and I'll spare you the whole parable. But Jesus was telling a story about a wealthy man who did not believe in Jesus and went to hell. And then a poor man named Lazarus, not the Lazarus raised from the dead, a different Lazarus that had nothing but believed in Jesus and went to heaven. And apparently in this parable, they could see each other in the chasm. And the wealthy man, after realizing his mistake and the agony and torture of being in hell, he looked up at Lazarus and Abraham and Moses was there. And here's what the wealthy man said. He said, I've got five brothers that are still alive. Can somebody go back to earth and give them a sign? one that I wish I had when I was down. Send them a sign that Jesus is real and is the way to do life. And look what Abraham told him in verse 29. Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. Now, let's do a little Bible fun, okay? When you hear in Scripture them say Moses and the prophets, they're not talking about the perfect person, Moses, and the prophets. They're talking about the five books of the Bible that Moses wrote. When they said they have Moses, it means they have Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Moses wrote those first five books of the Bible, and then the prophets are the rest of the Old Testament. What Abraham was saying is, hey, they've got a sign, They've got the word of God. This is a sign of the goodness and the reality of God. He said, they've got a Bible. They've got a sign. And look what the rich man said. He said, no, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Do you see the irony in this? Verse 31, he said to them, if they do not listen to the Bible, if they don't listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced... Even if someone rises from the dead, do y'all see how amazing that is? Because somebody did rise from the dead as a sign. And Abraham said, if they don't believe the Bible, they're not going to believe the resurrection of Jesus. We're all looking for a sign. Here's my second point to write down, and here's where I really want to go. After God sends you that sign, how are you going to respond if you, if you got the sign that you're looking for, how, how, look, just, just, just elbow your neighbor a little bit. Elbow your neighbor. Say, how are you going to act? 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 Because here's the thing. We, we, we go through this, you know, I need a sign. I need a sign. I need a sign. And when we say we need a sign, what we're really doing is putting the responsibility on Jesus. Come on. Have you ever done that before? God, God, if you want me to apologize, have them come back in the house. they in the house. Oh, I didn't I didn't mean like like now. Nah. Come on, am I the only one? You know, God, I need you. And then he shows you just like, whoa, okay, that was fast. I didn't know. I didn't know you. Come on, come on, come on, come on, homie. You're trying to figure out if she likes you or not. She likes you. Now what you gonna do? You got your this is your son. How you gonna act? Pastor, I don't know. Well, you know what I would do? There's eggnog in the lobby after service. There's places to take pictures. I just whoo, this is Union Church we try trying to give you all the help we can give you my guy <laughs> no seriously if God shows you a sign it's time to leave your job God shows you a sign it's time to leave that relationship God shows you a sign it's time to mend that relationship how are you going to act what are you going to do when it's undeniably God can I tell you what a lot of us do some of us pretend like we didn't see it. I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I'm not, I'm not looking. <laughs> you, ever, you ever done with of those? Just kind of open the Bible. God, I'm going to read this verse. <laughs> and as dumb as that is, it speaks right to your situation. You're like, no, no, that ain't God. That ain't God. That ain't. Some of us see a sign that God is moving us in a direction and we pretend like we didn't see it. Come on out. Some of us say, God, okay, well, I'm going to wait until, until something else. I, I, if my wife tells me that, I'll know it's you. If, if my boss comes to me as if the voice of God wasn't enough. And by the way, if you've ever gotten a sign from God and you've ignored it, you are good enough to be in the Bible. Because almost every man and woman of God in Scripture got a sign from God, literally a burning bush. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't. Y'all remember, my favorite? Y'all remember Gideon, right? Y'all remember Gideon? If you don't know Gideon. Gideon was this man and Israel was, were slaves at the time. And God came to Gideon and said, Gideon, you mighty warrior, I'm going to use you to lead the army or the army. Gideon said, Oh, nah, bruh. Nah, I'm too pretty to die. I got no interest. I ain't going out there. God says, No, no, this is me. My hands on your life. Gideon said, Well, if this is you, I'm going to put a lambskin outside tonight, and I want the lambskin to have dew on it and all the ground around it to be dry. Gideon wakes up the next morning. Guess what happened? Lambskin got dew, dry ground. Gideon's like, I don't know if that's God. Could be a coincidence. He said, okay, let's do this again, but let's reverse it. I need the ground to have dew and the lambskin to be dry. He wakes up the next morning. Exactly. Oh, man. What are you going to do when God gives you a sign? Truth of the matter is some of us flat out just say, I don't want to do it. I'm in the same boat as you. I'm not trying to judge you, but some of us are just stubborn. That's the biblical way of saying you're prideful, but I figure I don't want to offend you on Christmas. Some of us are apathetic. I know God is telling me to apologize to my spouse and stop men, start mending this marriage, but, but it's been dark for so long, I just don't feel anymore. And I don't even have the energy to obey what I obviously see God telling me to do. Some of us hit self-reliance. No, God, I'm, I want to do it on my own. I, I don't want to hand out. Where do we get this foolishness of I don't want to hand out? It's not a hand out, it's a hand up. It's the favor of God giving you an opportunity that you don't want to have to work for. You're like, oh, I don't want a hand out. Here's the problem. When God gives us a sign, there's only one proper response. It says this in Matthew chapter 12, verse 38, that some of the scribes and the Pharisees answered saying, Jesus, teacher, we want to see a sign from you. And look, look what Jesus said. Jesus is such a gangster. He answered and said to them, an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. In other words, the only reason you need a sign from me is because you have no faith. He said, if you really believed in me, the promises in my word would be enough for you. But because my promises aren't enough for you, you're asking for a sign. Watch this. He said, an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Jesus said, you're only asking for a sign because you're evil, but I'll give you a sign. I'm going to die. Lay in a tomb like Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three days, and I'm going to come back alive, and it'll be the greatest sign you've ever seen in your life. Hey, can, can, I, can I clean up some bad theology just for a second? So some of y'all have believed maybe from some angry preacher, maybe from some judgmental Christian, some holier than thou, or some super spiritual person, you've believed in a Jesus that is not real. You've believed in a Jesus that's angry at you that's annoyed with you, that's disgusted with you, that sees you as a bother or as a nuisance. Don't miss it. That's not who Jesus is. Here it is, Jesus, talking to Pharisees that would be the ones to kill him in a few years. They asked him for a sign. Don't miss it. And he gave them one. He said, the only reason you're asking for a sign is because you don't believe in me. And I'll still give you a sign. We don't serve a God that waits for us to get up to where he is. We serve a God that took off his divinity, put on humanity in the form of a baby and said, I'm going to come right to where you are. So you can't deny that I'm real. The question is, when he gives you your sign, how are you going to respond? The Bible says this in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13. And you will seek me and find me. Don't, don't crucify me, but can I add one word to this to explain it? Only when you search for me with all your heart. Jesus said, when I speak, when I move, when I give you a there's only one proper response. And that's all in. The only proper response to God getting your attention is, "God, I know you're trying to get my attention, and God, I am going all. I'm gonna take. I'm I'm, I'm gonna take a quick commercial break. Is that okay? I'll come right back to the message. Just a little quick, thirty second QVC commercial break. When's the last time you went all in with Jesus? I'm not talking about Sunday in. I'm not talking about Christmas, Easter, christening in. I'm like, no, God, I'm giving you my, and here's what God said. He said, it's all or nothing. He said, you can't find me half-hearted. And it's not that I'm trying to play hard to get. It's that because I am the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, I only know how to sit in the first seat. I don't even fit in seat two, three, or four of your life. I only fit in... All. So, so, so here, here's... Listen, I, I got you in church. I, I, I don't know when I'm going to have you again, so I'm going to shoot my shot. Is that okay? I'm, 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 I'm going to shoot my shot. I've got a big ask, and this is, this is a real ask. I'm, will you give me the next 12 months of your life? Oh, I mean, we just met. Buy me dinner first. I mean, God. No, seriously. What would it look like? If you gave God your all for 12 months straight, I don't know what that means, Pastor. Okay, let me, let, me, let me break it down real simple. If you don't really come to church, how about you say for 12 months, Pastor, you're going to find me in church? If I'm healthy, if I'm in town, I'm going to be in church. Oh, they ain't talking to me. I go to church. Okay, next step. You go to church. Now, how about for 12 months? You don't run out your house Monday morning without at least spending five minutes with Jesus. I know that meeting. I know you overslept. I know the kids didn't get their clothes right. But lock yourself in a bathroom, in a closet, somewhere, just for five minutes. Before you go to the craziness of life, spend some time saying, God, this day belongs to you. I belong to you. I worship you. I honor you. My ears are attuned to you. God, speak to me. Open up your Bible. Spend a few minutes praying. God, I'm all in every day. Can I really kind of just step out on a ledge? Can we be all in, all in, all in? Finish growth track. finish him. <laughs> you done been on step one and step three since before we were union. <laughs> Come on now. Get in the connect group. Join a dream team. Okay, because here's, here's one. Listen, by the way, I do this every year. Okay. This is not a spur of the moment. Anybody was here last year. I asked for 12 months every year. This is kind of just my, my deal. And what happens every single year is March, April, sometime around there, somebody will catch me in the line and say, hey, Pastor, Pastor, I I just want to tell you, I'm three months in. And I'm like, three months sober, three months, what are we talking about here? They're like, no, I'm three months into my 12 months. And Pastor, it didn't take 12 months. It only took three. When I tell you the anxiety is gone, I'm able to sleep at night, our marriage is heading in the right direction, my passion for God is growing, I don't even... Here's what I know. If you go all in for 12 months, it won't take 12. In about three or four, you won't even recognize yourself. But some of us know God is trying to get our attention. We give him a few weeks, two, three weeks, and we're like, oh, it didn't work for me. He said, no, seek me with all. Your heart. If God gave you a sign, how would you respond? Pastor, why do you keep asking that? Here's why. Here's, here's the last point. Write this down. Because today is your sign. Why do I keep asking you what you would do if God gave you a sign? Because I know for a fact that this service in this moment, he's going to give you a sign. Because he's a God that one of my favorite verses Psalm 77 verse 14 watch this it says this, this, this you are the god who performs he performs miracles you display your power among the people can i tell you the type of god that we serve we serve a god that is not interested in you figuring him out i ain't going to play hard to get I'm going to make it so obvious to you that I am the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Rose of Sharon, the Prince of Peace, who the government is upon my shoulder. He said, you're not going to have to look hard to find me. Anywhere you look, you're going to see my presence. I know it for a fact because I've been praying for weeks over this service. God is going to give you a sign today. The question is, and when he does, are you going to respond? Uh, Bishop Bronner uh, preached last Sunday. Wasn't he amazing if you were in church yesterday? I won't call him grandpa because he'd be insulted, but that, that's, that's, that's my guy. But I had two weeks to prepare this message. I had extra time, so I got a little cute with this message. I, I, I played a little trick on y'all. I don't know if you noticed, but I didn't tell you where the opening passage was found. Did you notice that? I kind of just read it. This is what it is. It says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name. So I didn't tell you where it's found, but you've got some context clues. Let me get some guesses. Don't yell out. But where in the Bible do you think this is? We're we're talking about the Virgin Mary, the birth of Jesus. He's going to be named Emmanuel. Now, all my theologians, shut up. Don't ruin this moment. I know how the movie ends. Okay, keep quiet. Where would you think a verse like this would be found? It's talking about the birth of Jesus. Okay, it's probably what, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, somewhere when Jesus shows up, right? Hey, hey, throw it where that verse is found for me. Watch this. Boom. Boom. (laughs) Y'all, it's Isaiah. This was written 700 years before the birth of Jesus. Jesus, God came to Isaiah. He said, hey, write this down. Write this down. A virgin shall give birth. Isaiah's like, what? Just write it. And his name shall be called Emmanuel. No one's called. Just write what I told you to write. Why would God declare what he's going to do 700 years before he did it? Because he was trying to create a full circle moment. What he was saying is, in the moment, you may be able to deny that it was me, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you it's going to happen 700 years before it actually happens. And when it happens, I'm just going to remind you that I said it was going to end up this way all the time. So you can't deny that. it's. That's how our God works. He shows you a sign and then he brings it back to you years later it says remember I told you I know you called you I have a plan I have a purpose and here's what I've been praying over you all week long and as I'm preaching matter of fact in this moment that the Holy Spirit would bring back to your memory a sign a, a seed that he planted in your life years ago That at that moment, maybe you didn't respond, but that wasn't the moment. This is the full circle moment. Maybe the seed was just some words from a grandmother or a grandfather. Maybe they said, hey, listen, baby, anything you build without Jesus isn't worth having. And back then, it didn't make any sense. But in this moment, God is bringing it back to your attention, saying, hey, I planted that moment for you. Maybe he's bringing back to your memory a prayer that you prayed maybe back when you didn't even believe in Jesus. Come on, anybody pray one of the prayers? God, if you get me out of this, I promise I'll whatever. I prayed a few of those. Maybe it was a near-death experience, a moment of depression or whatever it may be, but I know for a fact there was some moment in your past where God got your attention. And he's reminding you of it right now. If you were to come to my house, me and my wife, you were to come to our house, you could possibly, by happenstance, think that we were dirty people. Okay, and hear me. We're not dirty people. We just have three dirty kids. Anybody with children, don't judge me by my kids, okay? We are clean people. But as soon as we clean, you turn around and it's like, just go to your room, okay? Don't come out. What in the world? And if you come to our house, one of the reasons why you may think that we're dirty people is because you are going to see applesauce splotches everywhere. Where a pastor, doesn't matter, on the TV, on the wall, on the cabinet, on the floor. Why is there applesauce all over the house? Because we have a two-year-old named Jade Mariah, and all she likes to eat is apple yoss. Daddy, apple yoss, apple yoss, on apple yoss. And you give her a little pack of apple and you say, sit right here, don't move. And she is sitting right there till you blink. As soon as you blink, she's up. Applesauce is upside down. And she's just, I mean, good grief, just, you always know where Jade is because there's a trail of applesauce droplets everywhere that she goes. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that if you look back over the history of your life, You're going to see a trail of applesauce You're going to see the hand of God. Even when you didn't believe in him, he believed in you. And there's moment after moment after moment after moment of God proving himself to you. It was your sign that I know you, that I see you. You're not like everybody else. You're not You're not building yourself up by your bootstraps. You're called by God. You're anointed. You're set apart. There's purpose on your life. I remember one of the signs that God gave me was senior year of high school. I wasn't, I wasn't wilding out, but you know, I was. It was whatever. I remember this one day I was skipping school. And I went to get a cheesesteak, a Sorrentos cheesesteak on Route 40 in Baltimore. If you're from Baltimore, you know Sorrentos on Route 40. And if you don't, I don't think you're from Baltimore. (laughs) But I went and got my cheesesteak and you know you can't eat it after you get back because it's gonna get cold. So I got my French fries in my lap and I anointed my fries with ketchup. And I'm driving, and it was kind of like this morning, a little wet outside, but it wasn't raining. And I, you know, I'm you a new driver. I go around this bend maybe a little too fast, and my car just starts spinning out of control. I'm not talking about swerving, spinning like 360 degrees like a top. And it's like slow-mo. I'm spinning literally onto the other side of the road, and I see this minivan coming right towards me. It was like slow-mo. Man, this is how I'm going to go out. Dang, I ain't even got married yet. This is bad. And as I'm like, okay, I'm gonna die. I, my car starts spinning back onto the right side of the road. And I'm, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. My life is saved. And then I look where I'm heading. There's this big old oak tree that I'm getting rated. Oh, no, he's still gonna kill me. He just didn't wanna kill the nice people in the minivan. So he's gonna take me out by myself. That's really messed up. <laughs> so this thing is spinning towards this tree. And when I tell you my car perfectly parallel parked right next to the curb, facing the right direction, not a scratch. Now, not all my french fries did fall on the ground. It was a tragedy. <laughs> but I'm sitting there. My hands are shaking. My heart is beating. And I just hear the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. Stephen, stop playing games. You know you're called. You know my hand is on you. Stop pretending like you like everybody else. And I'll be honest with you. I don't always remember that incident. But on random days when it's a little wet outside and I'm going around the corner, the Holy Spirit will bring my memory back to that moment. And he'll say, yeah, that was 18 years ago. But Stephen, still, stop playing games. Know you're called. You're there was something in your history that God got your attention and let you know he's called you. He's reminding you in this moment. Now that he's showing you a sign, How you going to respond?? Yeah. Mary, did you know that
1: your baby boy would one day walk on water. Mary did you know Your baby boy would save our sons and daughters. Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you delivered would soon
0: Hey, can I pray for you? Go ahead, bow your head, close your eyes. Just take for a moment, and just ask the Holy Spirit, what sign are you trying to show me? Maybe it's as simple as a sign of, hey, it's time to let go of that worry. Your future's in my hands. Maybe it's a sign of, yeah. It's time to take a big step. It's time to take a leap of faith. I know for a fact from many of you, it's a sign of it's time to go all in with Jesus. Maybe you're like me and you grew up in church and you know the church deal, but if you'd be honest, you're not all in. Or maybe you're new to this faith thing, this Jesus thing. You, You didn't even know that God knew you or had a plan for your life. Well, he does and he's waiting for you to respond. Where, wherever you find yourself, if you say, Pastor, I'm, I'm ready to go all in with Jesus. I'm ready to respond to the fact that he's gotten my attention. Right where you're sitting, pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm ready. I'm all in. I believe that you died on a cross that you shed your blood that my sin that my mistakes can be erased and in this moment i surrender i give you all of me be my lord be my savior and use me for your glory in jesus name amen And amen and amen come on can you celebrate for every single person